Right, that's handsome and the humbles josh smith with the sun's gonna rise don't be sad i tell you what uh you know i think i've done that one as an intro before uh but man when i started listening to that i'm like dang joshy you're getting me all depressed here bro anyway it is the brian hornback experience formerly a podcast formerly the brian hornback 30 it's the brian hornback experience episode 64 we've got somebody i've known for oh a while anyway we got Gina Oster, candidate for county commission in the third district. Is that right, Gina? Magic. Oh, golly. I, I suddenly had this like third, sixth. What are we talking? Anyway, anyway, whatever. Third, and it's probably been 23 years since we've known Nin- each other. 1999, right? I think so, yeah. 1999, Farragut High School. We're at a meeting and we both were thinking about running for school board and I ran and won with your help. And then I lost, uh, in 2004. And then I went on to be party chairman and, oh, blogger, podcaster. And anyway, and you're, and you're still, you're still running. So, Hey, good, 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 good news for you. I've, uh, We've 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 both earned the shredded T-shirts. You're still you're still doing it. So hey, kudos to you for not giving up. Jesus. Anyway, 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 go on to better things. So let's. Uh, this is the first time you've been on the Ron Hornback podcast. So we'll just kind of. Uh, you're a you're a Carnes native. Uh, go ahead go ahead and tell us your tell us your story. And I know there's. Uh, I know you're just going to briefly touch over the three boys and three daughter-in-laws, and you're going to talk about that granddaughter and grand <laughs> and, the, and the grand-to-be, but go ahead. Well, I am. Thank you, Brian, for having me on. I'm, I'm, I've been looking forward to this. Um, like I say, Brian and I have known each other for a long time, so it's nice to have friends that, um, that we can count on with each other over the years and the kind of environment that we – are in, but um, I did. I graduated from Carnes High School, and my husband graduated from Farragut. Um, all three of our boys graduated from Carnes, and uh, we've been in District Three when it used to be District Five. Uh, mm. We've been over here for twenty six, almost twenty seven years, and actually bought the house that my husband grew up in. So he's been in this house uh, all of his life. So um, I know District 3 extremely well. Um, I got involved in politics the year before our oldest son went to school Mm. over at Cedar Bluff. Um, I wanted to kind of get to know the teachers and the principals and kind of how everything worked. And um, I started that first year on Kids Vote. Actually, Laura Nichols was running that at the time. Mm. And um, the next year, he was in kindergarten. And somehow I found myself uh, knee deep in legislative issues at Cedar Bluff. Mm. And for people that may not remember, but Cedar Bluff was a temporary building that had sat there for 30 years. So I'm not sure how temporary that was. But uh, 
kids didn't have a didn't have cafeteria and uh, the bathrooms were closed down all the time because of plumbing issues and so I kind of jumped into that feet first and um, kind of became the bulldog for that and matter of fact uh, Brian and I while he was on school board worked pretty tirelessly um, and I say that both of us are pretty proud of that new Cedar Bluff school that sits over there uh, my kids didn't get to enjoy it but all the other kids in Cedar Bluff have and that was a whole point of that uh in that time i was able to spend getting to know our local representatives at the time uh frank luthold uh, literally one of my favorite people uh was my commissioner and he taught me what it was what it was to be a good representative and uh to be prepared and and know what you're talking about and spend your time uh really representing your your constituents and be able to get a, they could get a hold of you and be accessible and uh and Frank did a great job at that. So um, I learned from him and um, spent time with state people, Burchett at the time and Steve Buttry, uh, superintendents. I think I worked my way through three of them. Um, and we would have uh, we would have everybody there once a month walking the, the halls of Cedar Bluff and me just pointing out the problems monthly. Um, I was a thorn in their yep. side yep. i'm sure but um but during all of that it taught me the importance of local government and the importance of knowing who your representatives are and, and holding them to that standard of being accessible and responsive and um and so that's the kind of representative i plan on uh being i want my district to know who i am for one I want them to be able to know that they can get a hold of me on my push cards when we're door knocking every day. My cell phone number's on there. Um, I want to have meetings. I want to bring uh, the meetings, uh, the events, and that kind of stuff back to District 3 that, that it used to be. And I know you remember that, Brian. Oh, yeah. did that more in your district. And, and so it was funny. I woke up one morning before I had totally decided that I was going to run. And um, it was about two o'clock in the morning, just woke straight up. And this this came to me and it was you plus me equals a successful district three. Yeah, and true. that's what I want my constituents in this district to know. I may be the quarterback on the team, but you're on you're my team. And to take that ball down the field, that's going to benefit district three to the best of our ability we all have to work together and so um so i just want them to know that that's you know that's my goal and that's my plan i'm not going to get on and make a whole lot of promises but the one promise i'll make and i know that i keep and i think brian would probably attest to this is if you call me i'm going to call you back and if i don't have the answer i'm going to find the person that does and i'm going to be responsive to you and i'm going to take this job very serious Absolutely. Now let's talk about where we know we know that Cedar Bluff is in District Three, but let's kind of talk about the District Three. Kind of, it's got kind of an odd shape, but it it goes down Middlebrook, picks up. How, how far down does it go? What what all communities are kind of in District Three? Actually picked up. We lost two precincts, um, and um, over Norwood mm. and West. And so we've kept Amherst. Uh, we picked up 70W, which is a part of Ball Camp. Mm. So we to the District 3 family, uh, Cedar Bluff, and uh, then you've got parts of Bearden that's also um, a part of uh, District 3. So it is kind of a, um, a, a strange kind of cutout, but, um, but we got a pretty good pretty good little district over here right right so what are some of the main issues uh that you're hearing as you're knocking on doors 
um, that people in the third district are, are most concerned about? You know, I think um, mandates mm. as of the top that we hear, uh, making sure that I'm not for mandates and I'm not, um, haven't been, uh, spent a lot of time at every county commission meeting or watched it on Zoom during during all the COVID. And that was one of the things, you know, I hadn't really planned on running. I hadn't planned on doing it anymore. I was going to kind of just go back into my um working on the outside kind I of was, thing. When I was kind of afraid you're going to become a blogger and a podcaster. So I'm kind of <laughs> glad you didn't do that. But. You know, well, I thought about that, but no, um, but we, um, but as I watched that and started going to it and, and that kind of stuff, I realized uh, people started waking up and realizing how important local government was, how mm. it really affects our back door. You can watch all the national stuff and that's kind of all the glitz and the, that kind of grabs your attention. Right. But yep. it's the local that really affects us on a day-to-day basis and when it was hitting our schools locally and it was hitting our governments and our restaurants and our businesses locally people kind of grabbed onto it and I and I was glad not for everything that we went through but I was glad to see um, people understanding know who your representatives are and be engaged in your government and learn what parts of your government work so you know who to go to. So I think that was definitely a benefit for everything that we've had to go through. So mandates is a big thing. Development obviously is a huge thing. Um, I'm a realtor and um, I think that I bring a unique skill set to the commission uh, that we have that's that's not there right now, um, only to be able to see it in the line of work that I'm in, um, to be able to see the difference of developers and developments and land use and zoning and uh, the developers and being able to explain to people on TIFFs and, and this kind of stuff. It's, it's really important because the amount of people we're getting into Knox County on a weekly basis is astronomical. And so um, development infrastructure is going to be i think for the next four years especially um on commission is going to be one of the high points that's probably it's got to be dealt with um probably at every turn because uh we've got to get more houses in here we've got to be able to get the inventory up so we can uh hopefully some of these prices will level off a little bit because we want to be able our buyers we want to be able to keep our buyers here and um and our kids here and so um you know we we've got to be able to we got to be able to do that so i'm hoping to bring that unique skill set to the um to the commission and and work um work with the developers and work with the homeowners to try to make everybody as happy as we can possibly be but grow knox county in a really productive and positive way well that that has been the really the hot button right now is the fact that um there's this disconnect between the developer Who's got to? Who's got to? Who's got to make a profit? Uh, and then there's the the neighborhoods, the the communities that are around these pieces of property that are being rezoned, that are concerned about the density. And so, yeah. you know, that's. I mean, we're we're getting ready to, uh, you know, the last couple of commission meetings, um, and 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 the one that's going to happen in February, which is actually we're recording this on February 21st. It's going to happen tomorrow, February 22nd. I mean, we're we're looking at uh, we're looking at a major um, upheaval at this point uh, because you know there is there is there is a, a need for houses and you know but at the same time there's a disconnect to where the community doesn't feel like uh, 
they're being heard from the current county commission. Um, and uh, man, some of the some of the things that that have happened in in the last uh, last several months, last years, where you know used to you know the developer could explain what they wanted, but now they're explaining that well we can't make a profit. Well, you know I don't I don't know as a businessman that I would have ever said that publicly, but okay. And now and now the county's swapping um, infrastructure, uh, improving roads in exchange for density, and so it's. It's getting ready. You know, I'm just glad I'm a blogger and a podcaster because, you know, I don't have to, I, I can just, I can just talk about what happens when that explosion happens at the county commission meeting. But anyway, yeah. That, yeah. Ho- hopefully, it's- hopefully you can help bring all that together next year after you get on the commission September 1st. So um, how about our schools today? Um, what do you think about the superintendent search process? What do you think about how the school board, you know, is, is the school board commission, are they working um, better together? Could, could there be some improvement there? I mean, what, what do you think about it? I mean, granted, the commission gives the school board a big old, a big old, a big, a big old pot of money and you can't tell them how to, you can't tell them how to spend it, but you know, it would be nice to have a good working relationship with one another. Right. Um, you know, so schools are so different from when our kids were there, right? Right. Or from when we were there. Um, and I, you know, I'm not running for school board. And so right. I don't want to get in and step on anybody's toes. I want to know what my role is as commissioner. And, but I feel like that as my role as commissioner, it's just as important to work with those school board members because in the end, we're all working for the same goal, right? Right. Just to educate our kids keep them in knox county have them the best education we can give them and um and have them flourish here and keep keep them here and they're buying houses here and and doing everything else so um i think we're all on the same we're on the same path for that i just i don't want to overstep my bounds on um telling the school board member what they should do i do feel like that quite a few of the board members and the commissioners do work well together and um i think the last two years has been extremely um strange for everybody because um i don't know if everybody understands all their roles because it's a position none of us have been in before um especially as representative i wasn't there and so um i can't necessarily speak to it but just watching it and dealing with commissioners personally that i deal with um i would like them to have a really good working relationship and that would be one of my goals uh there's actually a school board member and a county commissioner now that i know they do a a coffee once a month in the community and and people are able to come out and talk to them and that kind of stuff and that's kind of one of the things that i talk about that's so important my people my constituents should not be having to drive downtown at five o'clock pay to park get a babysitter figure out what to do about dinner because they're coming down there to talk to me um that, that's that, that's funny because one of the other podcasts I um, I recorded earlier today, which I, I doubt you've had a chance to listen to it yet, but uh, one, me and another candidate for another commission seat were talking, and and his opponent says that well, well, if people got issues with zonings, uh, they should come address us at commission. And I I laughed on the podcast. I said, well, you know, it's kind of funny because a parking is a problem, and b it's not so easy to get in the uh, city county building anyway uh, with all the security and see the city county building the the main assembly room is only so big but I mean you know what you're talking about is what Betsy Henderson and Terry Hill have done over in Carnes 
And you know, I, I do think, I do think uh, to parlay into what you're talking about with, we're trying to help to bring neighborhoods and developers together. You know, I think if, if you could have some of those coffees and make them available within the district, then, you know, I, I think, I think people couldn't really, you, you wouldn't be able to, I mean, they're still going to criticize you. Right. But, uh, going to criticize right. you but you're easier for them and right. why in the world would a mom with i mean thinking about myself a mom of three kids who were going in three different directions you were in the same boat um be expected as a taxpayer and somebody that is being represented um expect to have to come downtown and go through that that rigmarole um to be heard because right my opinion you know you elect me you've actually hired me and um i need to be telling you what's going on ex explaining to you what's happening and um and that's one of the things i want to do anybody that wants to give me their email address uh they'll get a monthly newsletter um what's going to be happening what's coming down the pike and that kind of stuff i don't want them to find out on a friday afternoon that we're having the workshop on monday and now they're trying to figure out how to get a babysitter or anything else that's just not fair yeah. and so um, my my goal will be to be either at the library or um, any homeowners group that wants to have me or anybody that wants to have me into their house with some neighbors, however they want to do it, PTA, whatever, because um, it affects every one of us when something happens in the district. And, um, and my responsibility, I feel like, this is me speaking, um, as a representative, needs to be totally available to them and not expect them to have to come to me. Right. Well, I agree with that. Um, and then uh, how is, I mean, you're getting ready to get in the third, or on the edge of the third district, you're getting ready to get that Shod Road expansion, which is going to connect basically Kingston Pike over to Clinton Highway, uh, so that's going to be that's going to be very good because uh, that that runs right through your Amherst district, right? Um, it really does. Um, a ton of expansion and growth over there too, um, which is extremely needed. You know, part of the the Carnes, um, you know, outskirts right there, um, and uh, you know, we know Carnes District Six is just blowing up. Yeah. Um, with Hardin Valley. So uh, it's going to be nice to kind of have that, which is, uh, I went to ball camp. And so uh, to kind of have that little area back in, um, to me is kind of going back home. And uh, so I, I feel like that I'm going to represent them very well. Um, you know, we, we talked about this earlier today. I was talking to somebody and um, I said, you know, it's hard for, for the ones of us who's lived here all of our lives. And we remember Knoxville the way that it was. And um, and some of us have a hard time with change, you right. know, and, I, and I've always kind of been one of those people that it's, it's hard for, for change because you're, you're comfortable. And um, I said, but when I talk to constituents, I say, you know, my goal was to keep my boys here. And, um, and I think that's all of our goal. Um, but to do that, we have to have development, we have to have growth, and we have to have change. We have to have businesses coming here because um, we want to be able to keep them here if we can and, and if they want to, obviously. Um, and so, but 
you have to be respectful of the people who are still having a hard time dealing with the change. It can't just be um, all about the change and the growth. And I'm looking forward. You you need to be you need to represent the people too that are having a hard time and maybe kind of hold their hand and kind of walk them through that process because for some people it's it's really difficult. You know, yeah. and I think you need to be respectful of that. And from being from Carnes, when you know. Um, it was nothing but farmland and and my buyers will ask me why they call it the Carnes red light because that's literally the only red light we had and um and now you go down Carnes and it's a complete different experience and i find myself sometimes driving down going oh you know i remember that or i remember that or doing the same thing in hardin valley when we ran those two lane roads um so it's kind of hard for those people and and new people maybe don't understand it and um and maybe some representatives don't understand it because they're in the mindset of we have to grow and we have to change. And I am too. Um, but I want to be respectful of the ones that are still kind of struggling a little bit to kind of come along. Yeah. And you know, what's funny is I, I was over at the Carnes Republican club meeting, I guess it was this month or last month or whenever it was. And, and, and I went up to Mike Gordon, uh, Gordon's drug. He's probably one of the first businesses in Carnes a hundred years ago, but yep. went up to Mike and I said, Mike, I'm so excited to say that Carnes has finally arrived. And he looked at me, of course, you know, he was waiting for the punchline because that's what I do. Um, and I said, I said, man, I was coming in from, I was coming in from, from the uh, business part. And I said, I passed this big, huge U-Haul. That means y'all got enough suburbanites in Carnes that they got enough junk to store. But, you know, I, and, and that was a joke, but, and then Mike, quickly told me that there's two other self-storage facilities in Carnes. But anyway, yes, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, and we're getting one, we're getting one over here at uh, Westland and Pellissippi. Uh, I'm like, okay, I'm not quite sure why y'all have so much stuff that you got, that you're paying storage, but that's beside the point. But yeah, you know, and, and where I live, you know, I remember when, uh, I remember when Ebenezer Road, was where you turned off at Lang's Liquor Store off Kingston Pike, and it was a two-lane cattle trail all the way out to North Shore. And now, you know, it barely connects to Peter South Peters Road, and I mean, it's five lanes. You know, it's it might we might as well we might as well have a super speedway over here. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, it's a. It, uh, it it's is strange. It's strange to watch the the growth, and you want to see that. And I, you know, I'm a I'm a all about personal property rights and and all of that kind of stuff and uh um but you know there you do reminisce especially yeah. somebody that's been here all their lives you do reminisce on that and you and maybe we do miss i think there's always a time that all of us don't we kind of miss the the simpler times in our minds there were certain times in our lives that were simpler times and um and when you're in high school and you're having fun and, and that kind of stuff, that was a simpler time. Um, you do miss that. And like I say, I want to be respectful of that because it is growth and change is hard. It's right. hard for everybody. Right. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on. Let's see. People can go to vote, V-O-T-E, Gina, G-I-N-A, O-S-T-E-R, Oster, votegenaoster.com. Or on Facebook, it's elect, E-L-E-C-T, Gina, Oster, O-S-T-E-R. Uh, so they can go to your website. They can find you on Facebook, uh, anywhere else they need to go. If They uh, they uh, can call me on my sales, 865-382-7799. If they have any questions or concerns, feel free to reach out to me and, and 
ask me and I'll be happy to, to tell you anything that you want to know. And um, so any of those district three listeners, I would be honored to, to have your vote. Fantastic. Well, I know we'll be talking again, uh, at least uh, sometime between the primary and the general, because uh, uh, you do have a, you're the only, I was talking on a, a podcast earlier and I said, you know, the Democrats, um, Max Sears had done a pretty good job of recruiting at least one candidate for most races. But I said, hey, in District 3, apparently there, there's at least two Democrats that want to square off. So uh, uh, He overkicked his coverage on District <laughs> 3, I guess. <laughs> but uh, Brian, I really appreciate it. I had a good time. And, absolutely. Uh, having me on so so we will talk we will talk again between the primary and general and anything that you need publicized in your race you let me know and i appreciate you being on the brian hornback experience we'll talk to you again real soon thanks so much so guess who i talked oh